Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we've got John Turner, or should I say JT Turner, on the on the show. Hey John, how are you? Or JT? I'm doing great, man. <laughs> I'm doing great. Nice to be here. It's awesome. It's awesome to have you here, JT. And listen, um, we're going to be talking about JT's business, Red Canary. He's a chief revenue officer at Red Canary, which is a leader in the computer and network security space delivering modern, dynamic, and adaptable service that protects companies big and small against cyber threats. And if you're a digitally related company, or I would say any company that is operating right now and you're not thinking about cybersecurity, uh, you should. But before we get there, let's talk a little bit about your career, JT, and and some of the areas that you're really excited about. Yeah, so... um... In long and the short of it, of it is, I'm uh, I'm born and raised in California. I uh, competed at the uh, NC2A Division One basketball level and started my career in banking and spent a period of time in banking and then got into the tech world. Spent a period of time at Gartner and the technology research company and really grew up in the sales organization there and learned mm-hmm. the basics of sales. Then uh, transitioned into the cybersecurity industry in the US and also a few years in Europe uh, with Symantec. And after that, uh, helped lead the team that took Trinet, uh, small business HR and the cloud company public. Uh, Then uh, when that project was over, uh, started an early stage uh, project at Google X, the Moonshot Factory in cybersecurity. And uh, was successful, uh, we successfully brought that to market as Chronicle Security and now uh, Chief Revenue Officer here at Red Canary, uh, a Series C uh, bright and exciting uh, company to be part of. That's excellent. What a life you have lived. You know, I would love to hear about uh, the days playing D1 ball. I, I went to a, a basketball college, Duke. So, uh, you know, I'm a little little obsessed with college basketball. But but let's stick with the uh, the game at hand, which is yeah. Red Canary. So you're the chief revenue officer there. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are up to. Yeah, so uh, Red Canary was started about seven years ago in the early space of, uh, of endpoint detection and, uh, and response. It's an it's a area that really was the next generation in, uh, in security and uh, in, uh, in cybersecurity. It's evolved over time into a, a company that now serves uh, well over 700 customers, all the way from small businesses to, uh, you know, Fortune 50 type companies, and uh, has a very high level of customer satisfaction. I think our net promoter score is a plus 70. So it's a it's really a an ally focused uh, company to really serve. Uh, companies that are trying to uh, take on the, the challenges of threats, attacks, and, uh, yeah. and cyber attacks. So it's, uh, it's a great so it's dynamic great. company, and I'm responsible for all revenue, uh, revenue operations here. 
So, I mean, that's incredible. And, and certainly it's, a, it's an area that has garnered tremendous focus yeah. pre-pandemic as well as during the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, now I can only, I, I can't imagine a day that passes without reading a cybersecurity related announcement or story. Mm. And so I'd just be curious to see how you see Red Canary fitting into that broader story and what you're seeing on the macro level. Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one because I actually made a professional decision to leave the cybersecurity industry because I think it's kind of over-indexed with fear and uh, a lot of fear selling, a lot of fear <laughs> tactics. And at the end of the day, there's a, there are security professionals out there every day trying to protect how we do business, how we operate both as business and consumers. And and how we protect uh, countries from uh, from attacks. So I take it seriously. I don't think it's something that should be fear-based and really decided to leave the industry. But when I saw the opportunity to work at Google X and ultimately became Chronicle, where mm -hmm. it was the world's, what could be argued the world's most powerful infrastructure and how they protect themselves with some of the founders of that group, uh, you know, applying and sharing those techniques and offering that type of capability to the marketplace, it was very interesting to me because I always felt and still feel that cybersecurity is a data issue. Uh, and here, you know, he, those who are able to process and manage and kind of, kind of go through the, the largest amount of data will have the highest probability right. of identifying where the attacks are and ultimately remediating them. So Chronicle's uh, mission was give good the advantage. And it was just a different approach. It was, it was being more of an ally to our customers and to security professionals, as opposed to kind of the adversarial or fear-based uh, tactics. And, and Google had the wherewithal to be able to, to assist in that way. And yeah. that's what really drew me to Red Canary. Red Canary's mission is to be a security ally, to be allies to the professionals in the security world. So right. our products, that's why, uh, you know, I believe our net promoter score is high. I believe we're very well respected in the, in the cybersecurity community by practitioners uh, because we really, everyone takes it seriously, but I think there's a mindset that says we really do think about it from the, from the, uh, from the perspective of a security professional, what they run up across every day, and then how do we deliver, you know, what we do with absolute quality and precision and, uh, and excellence. So it's a, it's kind of a different mindset, I would say, than other companies that, uh, that I'm aware of. All are, all are trying to do good things, but I think there's a mindset that says when you're approaching it as an ally, as somebody yeah. who wants to give the good guys uh, and gals a, uh, an advantage. Uh, that's hey, a I, I agree with your assessment on the, on the, the limitations of fear, uh, fear selling. Right. Um, anybody that starts to, I, and I, I imagine everyone will over the next couple of years become much more sophisticated in their understanding of cybersecurity. And the reality is that it's a, it's a relentless threat. It will never end. And so we, you really do need to take the approach that you're outlining. There is only going to be allies, people that you can work with and support and improve and iterate constantly. I, I see that. So I love that approach. And you know, John, I know one of the big passions that you have professionally is talent development. And I can only imagine that that same idea of being an ally or 
being a supporter and a team worker, a team member, mentor, probably is part of your philosophy. So you know, you've built all these fabulous uh, growth teams and revenue focused teams. Tell me more about uh, how you approach talent development. Yeah, it's uh, it's core to my uh, to my victory plan go to market uh, program. So at the core of it really is culture. And one of the key tenets of that culture is growth and development and, and development of talent. So it's a particular passion of mine. So I think what I've learned over time in my career as a, as a manager and, and dare I say a leader is uh, I think my motivations have gone kind of from what's good for me and my interests versus the interests of others. So I've learned over time that the more I find ways for people to unlock their greatness and the greatness inside of them, the more that I give them opportunity to grow and develop. By the way, talents from all backgrounds and all diversities, because my point of view is if you wanna, if you wanna lead a winning team, you wanna find talent from all backgrounds. So I also have a passion around diversity because I want all the talent that I possibly can, which means I have to build an organization that welcomes everybody from different backgrounds. And it also means that I have to look for talent uh, from places, from, uh, from different places where that talent is. So the whole passion has gone from kind of about being about myself to now really being about others. And what I've learned is the more that I create an environment where people get what they want, where they feel, where they come to work every day and can be their best and where they can grow and develop through professional development and, and personal development, at the end of the day, things seem to work pretty well for myself. So it's, a, it's really a people first yeah. Uh, it's a talent development and it's how do I kind of unlock the greatness of individuals, teams and organizations. That's great. And I, I can see how um, some of the philosophies that you have towards being an ally then kind of play in here right. perfectly uh, as well. And I, I'd just be curious, you know, we've been living through this this moment, this pandemic that has has certainly altered the trajectory of our lives or shifted the plans of, of all of our lives. And just be curious to hear how the pandemic impacted your work and your plans at Red Canary and, and maybe some opportunities that it's offered. Yeah, this is such an important question, Ben, because, um, you know, I was at, I was at Google uh, when, uh, when the pandemic hit, I think it was, I want to say March 7th was when I first yeah. locked down. And, um, boy, there's not a book on what to do and lead people through a pandemic. So, you know, really, I was learning on the job. And I think the some of the lessons I learned in the first year and a year and a half in particular, for first year, was um, you have to be more vulnerable. You have to understand that people are, have lives and we all have lives. So there were points where even myself, where I was feeling down or I wasn't quite myself because of because of how it, it was impacting me, I was very open about it. And I was really encouraging my team to be open uh, through my example, to be vulnerable, to be open, to show, hey, we're human beings here. And I think if there's anything that has come out of this, it's demonstrated and really opened up the humanity, our humanity. Um, I'm not a believer in work-life balance. I'm a believer in balance because I don't mm -hmm. think you can separate who you are. I've never thought that you can separate who you are from what you do and what your, what your career is. So my belief is it all is connected. So mm -hmm. it really kind of in some ways opened my heart up and, 
um, encouraged my team to open their hearts up to, hey, it's okay to not feel great. It's okay mm -hmm. to need time. It's okay to, to catch your breath. It's okay to say you're having a bad day. And, you know, it's all those things kind of came in. And I think that's where, as we leave the pandemic, if, if we believe we're going to work in the same way that we did, I think mm. we're going to, I think the, the leaders who understand that the world, the, the, you know, the kind of world of pan dynamics, as I like to call it, has changed significantly. And it actually represents an opportunity um, to manage, to lead and to build teams much differently than we did in the past. So I, as, as it's a tragedy, I also see the opportunity to unlock yeah. human talent and to, to really do things a bit differently. Yeah, I really love what you're saying, JT, because uh, that was that parallels my kind of my epiphany as well. I certainly think that anybody that thought they knew what they were doing at the beginning of the pandemic quickly realized that all they knew was perhaps a, a very short list of skills uh, of which uh, you, you needed to make sure you applied them, um, in, in you know, aggressively, right? To just kind of make it through the day, but also to kind of keep keep your colleagues together and being hyper empathetic. I mean, I think yeah. you know that the reality is that even now the mental challenges on people are just so significant. You know, we're not we're not over this thing yet. So no. I, I really really like what you're saying here, and certainly that is a great great advantage for Red Canary to have a team that operates like that. So tell me more as you guys are preparing for for a world post pandemic. Um, how does the challenge that Red Canary faces, um, how does it shift and maybe uh, broaden? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because what, what I saw, I mean, you know, obviously everyone hears about the cloud and how companies are migrating toward the cloud and using, using the cloud much more to run their business. What I saw with the pandemic was a shift that I probably haven't seen maybe in my career of how quickly companies and enterprises were shifting toward the cloud. Um, with remote workers, the, the idea of being on-premise, you know, on, on you know, in in the in the company, in the network, just isn't feasible. So, you know, you see, you see in the news all the time billion-dollar deals going down with Microsoft and Google and Amazon and others. As they are shifting to, uh, as as companies are shifting to the cloud, that requires us as you know those security professionals to also adapt to that. So, mm -hmm. in many ways, the individual has become the endpoint. The way of accessing into that uh, into that infrastructure from anywhere. I mean, you and I are speaking from two places across the world. You and I talked about right. that earlier, and. That's how the world has changed. One way the world has changed, I think, in, in a way that will unlock human talent, but it will also, it is also presenting different security challenges, which means you not only have to be able to protect and be able to understand what's happening on your premises and within your own, you know, within your own castle, I guess, but you now also have to be able to understand what's happening and being able to secure outside of your castle in the cloud. Yeah. Um, and so it's creating different ways of how attackers who are well-funded and probably better funded uh, than, the, than the people trying to protect 
Um, and it just means that you have to be more, more flexible. And, and you, you hear a term called zero trust, uh, which is being used quite a bit in the security industry, which is really an approach of how you uh, present security or, uh, you know, how you, you know, how you implement security in a cloud-based world. And, and yeah. you know, the Googles of this world uh, learn this, uh, learn this uh, approach very early in their starts. And now the rest of the world is, uh, is beginning to catch up to that. Yeah. And I just hope someday someone can make it a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, okay, we can just lock everything down and nobody can do anything, but that, that doesn't work. But yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> on the other hand, you know, uh, people are one of the greatest sources, unfortunately, of where breaches occur. And it's just, yeah. you can't control everything. And you also have to allow people to do their work. So it's a, it's a very challenging situation for security professionals to, to protect. And it's why, you know, we take the ally, uh, the ally view of it uh, as opposed to, you know, other approaches. So uh, if there are, are folks out there that are looking for an ally uh, in this space, JT, where, where can they reach you? Yeah, so uh, you can go to, uh, to redcanary.com. Uh, we have a very nice, uh, a very nice website. Uh, you can contact me directly at john.turner at redcanary.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Uh, happy to get you either to somebody in our sales organization. We also have a lot of community uh, content that we create. So we have threat and threat reports that yeah. take some of the, you know, that'll take the top 10, you know, uh, detections that we found. We'll share that with the community. We have an atomic red team, which is a community, uh, you know, to, to help identify and use tools that might identify where vulnerabilities are. So it's not always, hey, you have to buy something. There's other things that we do as an ally that we believe can help security professionals in what they do. So I love what you guys are working on there. I also really have valued the conversation we've had on, on how you manage talent. Um, we've been speaking with John J.T. Turner, who is the Chief Revenue Officer at Red Canary, which is a computer and network security company that delivers modern, dynamic, and adaptable service that protects companies big and small against cyber threats. I would say that the thing that stands out in the way you were describing things, J.T., is there are security companies that sell fear and there's your company that sells by being an ally. And that's a really wonderful, wonderful differentiator uh, for you guys in the marketplace. And the reality is that no matter what kind of company you are, whether it be a security company or, I don't know, selling, I don't know, sausages, the reality is that uh, talent matters and how you nurture that talent and grow that talent is very, very key. And, and JT, you've been talking to us a lot about how you were able to rethink a lot of that during the pandemic and take it on to the next level, being more empathetic, being more understanding with the team and really being trying to design a new structure, which is true. It's a, it's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful sentiment and it's, it's an idea that we all have to embrace now as we try to restructure organizations for the next generation. So JT, thanks so much for being on the Uncaged show today and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks, man. I loved our conversation. It's been a pleasure meeting you as well. Cheers. All right. Thanks. Thanks.